It's a city on the grow, and what that means, more children going into the public school system. Yeah, it's a blanket statement, but it's certainly happening in this metro area, and that does include Fargo. And uh, they're trying to figure out what are the options going forward. And uh, they're preparing to ask you as district taxpayers of what you'd like when then they roll out. Here's some of the needs we have. Keep in mind that the average age of some of these schools is 46 years. That's older than Eric Johnson. And settled it is it not by much not but. by much but barely <laughs> i'm the youngest out of all you, you guys you are uh-huh. you are i would uh i'd care to take a wager if we stood side by side how many people would pick yeah. you as younger than me it's the life lived <laughs> in the years that i've had okay that's what's the grayness in the beard yeah. set like indiana jones says, it's not the age it's the mileage <laughs> there you go i'm gonna write that down and use that every single day somebody comments about how old i look thank you for that <laughs> seth holden's our guest uh he's a fargo public school board member and uh I'm glad you're able to come on into it. We've had yeah. conversations over the phone. I think it's the first time you've been able to join us in yep. the, the yep. building here. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm glad because I, and I'm hoping I'm not alone, a little confused. Uh, there's a, a variety of different options. Within those options are paths going forward. And I'm like, what? How are we doing that? And that's why I know that we're having meetings tonight. But with all that it's- said and done, let, let's start with where we are and why now we have something to discuss about the future of the Fargo Public Schools. Um, okay. Well, just a little bit of history. Um, in the past 10 years, we've been working with uh, a uh, long-range facilities plan that was about 10 years, and so it's pretty much aged. And so uh, we've now looking at a new 10-year or, or at least a long-range facilities plan. Well, depends on how many years you look at. But we need to take a look at our buildings and see where we need help and where we need to make some investments where we maybe need to make some changes, uh, some growth things that we need to look at and take into consideration. And uh, last spring, I believe, uh, we we hired a firm um, and they came in and they did a assessment of all our buildings. They came in and basically tape measured every single every single building, every single room and, and uh, gave us a kind of a screenshot of what we're looking at with all our buildings. And, and with that, looking at you know, our guiding principles, where we're looking at growth in our district, where our buildings need help. They're working with our community to kind of come up with a plan that they can present to the school board that the school board can either adopt, we can make some changes to it, we can completely dismiss it, you know, but but we, we hired a firm to help us do that work to let us know where we're sitting as a district. So And they're a thorough in, in what Very they thorough. did. And I think, you know, having that as the foundation of the conversation uh, carries a lot of weight to it because mm-hmm. when it comes to all of this, you're going to have to ask for a voter approval mm-hmm. and getting a bond so you can make if, the improvements. If we, if we, if if we have get to. There. If we have sure, to. yep. And yep. I think that's important to point out. It is, yep. Because uh, I know instantly – when this word came out, you you understandably have people like up in arms as far as, well, how, why don't they do this or they should do that or some people saying, hey, exa-. right now we just have a blueprint of a variety of options. Mm-hmm. Nothing set in stone Correct. right now. Yep. Uh, but that clay is going to get molded a little bit here over the next couple of days, right? It, it, well, Ho- hopefully next next couple of months sure. over the spring. And that and I and, and to your point with the questions of why don't you do this and why didn't you do that, th- that's. That's part of the reason I think, and I, I sat on the uh, on on the the short list of people that that uh, uh, interviewed for who we were going to hire to do this work. Okay. And one of the things that really stood out to me was their um, willingness and their how, how 
how important they knew it was to to engage with the community on mm-hmm. this because um, it is it, it it could be a big undertaking. Um, we do need a lot of work and and they were they made sure that they were very thorough about how we engage with the community and and I think we're hoping to alleviate some of those questions on the back end by engaging with our community on the front end so that we can understand you know what people want and where their their needs are and where their concerns are mm-hmm. and 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 work with them to, to I mean cuz this is this is all our district and we want to make sure that we include everybody in in the in the process. And, and the footprint of that district is quite large. It is. You know, we we talk about all the growth down south and I, I, maybe it's not fair to compare but I I I've pointed out that the city itself is focused on some areas to the extent where they haven't maybe given that tender loving care to another neighborhood. And do you feel or do you worry at all that that's been the, the case when it comes to the Fargo Public School District? Because all the growth has necessitated more attention that, okay, now we're thinking about North Fargo. Mm-hmm. Or, no, I, I'm wrong in that assessment. Well, I mean, it's no, it's no, you know, it's no secret we've been growing at a rapid rate. Yeah. And, and as a school district, we need to make sure that we, you know, make sure that there's school buildings where, the, where there's kids, you know, mm-hmm. and, and – and that has been a focus because of the growth and we've had to do it, but we, we really want to step back and take a look at every building in our district and how not, and how we can be more efficient as a district and, and, and really have buildings that provide adequate education environments for our kids. So the, uh, the options uh, as they've been laid out and again, they're just options and they're not set in stone as of yet. They're so complex Mm-hmm. Especially, I think that last option, I don't know if it's dubbed option C or what, but I don't know how you follow along with some it's, of this. Hey, we're going to demolish, we're going to move, we're going to build. There's a lot to digest here, Seth. There, there is, and I th- and and if you and if you notice in the plans, and they are on our website, uh, you can you, they're they're available there. Um, <clears throat> the north side has been ignored for a long time, and so that is kind of where most of the adjustments and 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 work is going to need to be done. It is a complex plan. Um, and, but like you said, and like, I'll, I'll reiterate this, this is just a blueprint for right now and it's not set in stone. And, and I mean, that's part of the, why we're, we're having some engagement this week so we can continue to make, um, adjustments to this plan so that, that it's something that, uh, the community can get behind and is happy with as a whole. you know, obviously you're not going to please everybody, you know, you know, I want to talk about some of that when we come back here. Seth Holden is our guest. He's a Fargo public school board member Uh, tonight though. I don't want to get you some of these dates for the community meetings, uh, six to eight o'clock tonight. Uh, that's Tuesday, January 9th. Uh, Davies high school is where you can attend Wednesday tomorrow. Uh, at South High and then Thursday at North High for some of these community meetings. I got questions coming in for you at the text club as well. I'll get to some of those about points of contention. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like you say, you're not going to be able to please everybody. No, you're not. But sometimes it seems like there is an issue that brings up more passion than others. So I'll get to that. But I got to get a weather update from Two Tall Tom Schmancy. We'll come back more with our conversation with Seth Holden next. Seth Holden, our guest, Fargo Public School Board member. We're talking about the opportunities for you to get on out and have your voice heard. Community meetings going on tonight, tomorrow, and Thursday. Again, tonight's Davies, Wednesday South, uh, Thursday North High. Uh, Seth, I got questions coming in for you at 35270. Tyler, have they looked at using their buildings to the full extent? And do they need to build more buildings? This is the problem I have with our school system and Fargo. Use the buildings to capacity then build your response to that. That is actually one of the things that we're hoping to be able to accomplish is some of the north side buildings are not adequately 
used. And so if you look at some of those plans, there are some consolidation op options where, the, and we do have two, four split campuses in two different spots uh, right now, but to put two schools together to make one, to make sure that we are, are you know, adequately mm -hmm. filling those buildings and, uh, and we don't have, you know, empty space and empty seats because we live in a linear city. And so to, to not build new buildings, that's a lot of busing <laughs> to right, make. Right, and, right. and, and uh -huh. that always comes with resistance when, when you have to, and, and, we, and we don't, we want walkability. We want our kids to be able to walk to school if they have that option, you know? And so, and so, yeah, absolutely. That was one of the, one of the things that we, that, uh, that corporate strategies looked at was, was how, how utilized, overutilized or underutilized our buildings are. Seems to me that uh, anytime we're talking about uh, public schools, buses boundaries are, are the two things that get the most attention and get the most, uh, I'd say, emotion mm -hmm. brought into this thing. Why are you drawing the line here and sending my kid to this school when I could be right across the street? I have the walkability thing, all those things, but eventually you have to have lines drawn. Uh, I suspect those are going to be the two things you probably hear again in this. Yep, yep, and I think those are those are obviously going to be things that will, that the board will have to take into consideration when we're when we're presented this when we're presented a final report from corporate strategies. This will be you know obviously there'll be many things that the board will discuss before we <clears throat> make a final decision. So. Well, and back to that text uh, about the buildings as they are that capacity. I want to remind our listeners that the average age of these schools are forty six. Uh, so with that said, yep, we can use to capacity, but even with the current infrastructure, you need some upgrades. That's yeah. going to cost money. Yeah, and so, and sometimes trying to maintain is actually and, and status quo is going to be not a good use of taxpayer dollars because you have to continually pump money into buildings, and then you also have to take into consideration too. We have a couple of buildings that don't have secure entrances. Well, in order to make those secure entrances, like the rest of our buildings in the district that takes a massive remodel. And at some point there's a cost benefit analysis on whether or not um, you need to look at a different option or you're just going to keep, you know, throwing money away. And that's not, that's not what we as a board were elected to do. We were elected to look out for the best interest of our students and our staff and our teachers and be good stewards of the taxpayers dollars. Um, one thing, and I know that it's different school districts is different taxpayers, but when it comes to asking voters for money, uh, it's not always easy, yep. you know, and, uh, we just saw, you know, recently in West Fargo, uh, where they, they came back and their district had been routinely saying, yep, yep, yep. Until now. And I think it was more or less due to voter turnout or lack thereof mm -hmm. than this, but the price tag on that, um, you know, is not. Not near what I'm looking at when when it comes to these options. So, I, I do that as a foundation saying this is a long term plan. Right? It is, yes, it is a long term plan. If we if we were to approve this plan as it stands right now today, um, we we would not be doing every single one of these things all at the same time. That yeah. would be disastrous. Um, and so that that is also part of what will the board will have to decide and and or what we would direct administration to do. Um, as far as a, a plan and a timeline and trying to figure out, you know, what one, where do we go first and, you know, where are the priorities and, and that those are, those are pieces that we'll still have to figure out too. So, but again, separate districts, uh, did, did you learn anything with the handling of the West Fargo referendum that uh, this committee is now going to be taking forward as far as 
one thing that, and maybe this kind of lands on some of us as well, uh, the information didn't get out as readily as I think it should have been. I live in the West Fargo district. Oh, I, okay. I, I didn't get mailers. You may be able to speak to it more yeah, than me. Yeah, but. I didn't get mailers until uh, the day of or after oh. the, the election. That, so those those type of issues, that's more campaign stuff that I know is down the line, but I, I think that is inevitable. There's going to be a request of taxpayers to, to yes. pony up a little bit more here. Did you follow along so that we don't have some of the same issues at least? I don't know if necessarily lessons learned, but I think right out the gate when, when this started to be discussed, me personally, I always felt that, and, and this is I think part of the reason why I, I supported the, cho- the choice of corporate strategies was this, if we have to ask taxpayers for money to do this, if, if we have to ask people to, you know, send their kids to one spot where they might not want to send them. And if, if, if we're going to have to ask the community for sacrifices, we have to include the community in that discussion and include the community in this decision-making. And this is why we're having a steering committee mm-hmm. and these community meetings, yes. because we, we, we want the community to be on board mm-hmm. with us because we listen to them. And we took into consideration their concerns and their and their wishes and and you know I think mm-hmm. that's why I'm really encouraging everybody to come out Show tonight. To, yeah. yeah, and and let's let's I, we want to hear what you have to say. Uh, I got a time for a call for you, uh, Seth Holden, our guest. I've got a couple of minutes to get Bob on. Bob, I got two minutes for your question. Thanks for calling. Okay, does not the Fargo School District have a reserve building fund where you, on an annual basis, bank monies for the retirement? of certain facilities and improvements and uh, address the, the problems that inevitably come along with aging buildings? Yes, we do. Uh, however, the balance fund of that uh, building fund uh, is nowhere near our current needs. Bob, anything else? Not even for the sec- – Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm interested. They're still addressing security issues on school buildings when – this has been a concern for 10 years. Seth, yes. anything to add there? Um, I, I, can you, I, I, I didn't quite hear a question there with the security part. Bob? Well, my question was uh, school security has been a big issue for 10 years, and I'm surprised there are still issues that need to be addressed in some of these buildings if security is a problem. Well, and I think with a couple of the buildings that don't have secure entries, I think the, the main issue is, is is what's the cost-benefit analysis of doing a remodel to fit that security in because <clears throat> some of those buildings are so old, they were never designed to have the front office right there where you have to walk to the front office first before you even get to the building. So massive remodels would have to be done, um, and we want to take a holistic approach to this given the fact that our uh, current long-range facilities plan is coming to its end um we wanted to make sure that we were looking at the district as a whole so we can make the best decisions possible for all of our buildings and be good stewards of the taxpayers dollars bob i appreciate the phone call and the comment and the question i think when security is such a, a broad statement because i you know when i hear that term you think about okay well the locked doors but then when you bring up the the fact that now all the requirement is you have that front office right there, that check-in, and some of the logistics of that is going to be more than just replacing a, a door to make it a little Correct. bit more uh, sturdy and, and lockable. Yep. Uh, again, Seth, I appreciate your time. I did have one question about if your band is going to be uh, returning to tour. 
anytime soon. That comes in by a text. That's from well, a listener. Well, I have many, many bands that I've played with over the years, and so that's a pretty vague question. Okay. But I, I, I currently play in a band, and we, uh, we play out all the time. So, there. well, hey, I appreciate you taking time. I'm going to give people uh, uh, information one more time tonight. Uh, from six to eight is at Davies High School. Tomorrow, that same time, uh, at South High, and then Thursday, uh, North High. Six to eight is when you can have. Your voice is heard out there. Seth, I appreciate the time, man. You take care. Yeah, absolutely, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we'll come back to more Afternoons Live right after your KFGO News.